Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. I am Josh. And I am Kente. And tonight we are going to do what we said we were going to do and finish up where we left off the exciting, explosive season finale seven of Dexter. All right, and I'm excited and looking forward to it. But before we get into that, I just want everyone to know this is a live call-in show, so you can take part in the show. So if you want to call to uh, ask us, the host, a question or make a statement, you can do so. And the way you can do that is very easy. What you do is you call the call-in number, area code 347-326-9541, once again, that is area code 347-326-9541. And what you do is, w- once you uh, call in, you hit number one, you'll be in our queue. And as soon as we get a chance, we will uh, go to our caller and let you have a chance to speak your word on the show. And also, too, um, when we're not on the air and you have a question for uh, the show uh, that you want played on the show that we can um uh, we can, if you want to leave some audio that we can play on the show, there's also another way to do that. And what you can do is you can call our voicemail feedback line, and that number is area code three two three five nine six seven four six nine. Once again, that's three two three five nine six seven four six nine. Now there's a couple of shows that we produce, so please tell us what show it is that you're calling about, and leave your message. And if we and if we're able to, we will play it on the next episode. So with that said, I guess we should go back to where we left off at. So, uh, Josh. Okay, let's set the stage real quick. 
the episode this season is closing down. Dexter is being not physically chased, but like in this emotional chase with La Guerta. Deb is not a, she's she's like ninety eight by side, right? Right. Because there's there a part of her that could take over at any moment. And it happens. The showdown. <laughs> the Well, take it. Okay, well basically as uh Dexter is about to do in La Guerta, Deb comes in with her gun and she's trying to decide what to do. Does she support her brother and take out La Guerta or does she put down Dexter? Which is a very interesting uh note because um her duty as a police officer, as a as a high ranking police officer is to protect the public. And you know, Dexter Dexter is a murderer, and this goes against what she's been trained and what she knows, you know. But also, she's a family person, and she also has she may be in love with her brother, who's not blood related. So she has all these emotions flying through her head, and she makes a decision that I think we thought she was going to make, and she decides to shoot Lagarta. So blood is thicker than duty and public safety, I guess. So this leads to a question before we get to Dexter is, you know, if you found out that a high-ranking police officer had a relative that was a serial killer and they were put in the same situation, how would you feel if they made Deb's decision to help continue covering up their crimes, Josh? Repeat the question. If you were, if there was a, if this was a real situation where a high-ranking uh-huh. police uh, official was in, and you know, like a public story, yeah, and then you found out that this police official, um, you know, decided to help their loved one cover up their crimes. Uh, how would you feel about that one? Well, I think as John Q. Public, I would uh, be reading the article. Um, and my thoughts would be, well, like they should fry both of them. <laughs> now, would it change the fact that the people that this loved one was killing were all douchebags? I don't know if it would necessarily change the fact, but maybe I would be like, uh, well, they only killed bad people, so maybe they should just get life. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's one thing that's great about the show is that you have these questions that you, you know, these moral questions that you ask. So, g- going back to the TV show, um, you know, was that surprising to you at all that she made that decision? Was there a moment where you thought she was going to make a, uh, a different decision? Well, um, I guess. I was a little uh, prepared for it mm-hmm. because I know season eight was on its way. Right. But yeah, it's not like it was totally unexpected. Right. But just it's it's one of those things where you know what's happening. 
you know what's going to happen. Ever since you, you know, first saw this, uh, this whole, and I'm not talking just season seven where Guerrero finally, you know, uh, starts trying to redeem Dokes. I'm, I'm talking way back in the beginning, uh, which we'll get to in a little while. Um, there was only one direction for LaGuardia's character to go, and she finally came to that conclusion. At least, God, I hope it's a conclusion. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, at the very end of the season seven finale. Right. It was the only way it could go, and it finally happened. You know what was happening, but it did not take away from the emotion of the moment. Right, yeah, it didn't. It did not once uh, take away from it. And it's funny because you've been waiting as a fan of the show for this moment to happen, and you know it didn't. I mean, it did happen, and it was like, wow, you know, um, they did a very good job with the way how everything unfolded. Um, now, what do you think about the way that he lured her to the site um, using uh, the man? Who uh, ordered the death of his mother? I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. Well, I think it was the only way he knew she would come without question, and probably without help. If you think about it, it's kind of significant symbolically that probably the reason he is who he is was the guy that on the table, right? Right. And then also. Mm-hmm. Um, that the person that could end his run uh, was coming. So it was like you had kind of both ends of the spectrum there, the one that probably created Dexter and then the one who um, Dexter, uh, um, that was on the Dexter, who knew who he was that was possibly coming to put an end to him. So, Right. Uh, I thought that was very, very well handled. Um at the same moment while this is going on, um, uh, Angel Batista uh, is having a, a uh, I believe it was a New Year's Eve party for um, for uh, everybody at his new restaurant. And, you know, uh, Deb, who leaves the, the party to then show up at the uh, container, um, there were moments where I where – I was wondering would somebody notice that Deb wasn't at the party anymore and I didn't I don't remember quite seeing that someone noticed that and then you know they both come back at the same time so um you know do you think that that this may have a play in the uh the next uh episode or the next season the fact that they were not you know I knew they noticed Dexter wasn't there but then they arrive she leaves and arrives at the same time Oh, it was his New Year's Eve slash retirement party. Right, because at the stroke of midnight, he was supposed to be retired. Mm-hmm. You know, as of uh, the first. Well, first of all, I have to say, uh, Batista is one of my favorite characters in anything ever, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, Will. It come into play that they were gone and people may or may not have noticed. I think season eight, all bets are off. They didn't tease everything they could have, um, which is a good thing because I'd like to, you know, have some surprises. You, 
I'm still waiting for the uh, bottom to drop on that blood that was on the boat, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I'd say enough of the foreshadowing and just go with it. <laughs> well, How about you? Well, I agree. I mean, I think that it, it'd be really interesting to see if now that LaGuerta is dead, you know, Angel may be the one that hunts d- down Dexter. And this may sound weird being the, the way that in this episode, in this final episode, he was arrested and he totally was on Dexter's side, didn't believe it for a second. But also they showed how he was still in love with LaGuerta. And who knows that his death, her death may make him see things more clearly and maybe he'll be on to Dexter, you know. And I don't think no one would see that one coming if they chose to go that well. And it'll be a weird adversary, you know, for for Dexter to have is Angel, who seems to be completely snowed. Because I think the one you would expect would be Quinn, because Quinn was on to him until he started, you know, screwing his sister, <laughs> you know. And then all of a sudden he was like, you know, he was blind to everything. So, yeah, for uh, some for some reason, uh, females have a tendency to make guys a little less than uh, observant. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I mean, do you think that that's a possibility about uh, maybe Angel being the one that uh, that uh, is on to Dex? I think that would be a very difficult. Uh, to pull off as far as writing goes I, I'm personally oh gosh um, you, you gotta ask the hard questions don't you uh-huh. do, well first of all do I want to see him be the one as Dexter's adversary god no Batista's such a great guy you, you don't want to see his world crushed like that and and if if he, if he found out you know about what Dexter does, it would it would destroy him more than anything else has ever happened in that show. This would completely just wipe him out. But see, though, they laid the groundwork for that possibility by having uh, Lagorta die. He was obviously still in love with her. He was actually hinting at them, you know, possibly hooking up again. Even though I didn't, it didn't seem like that way on Laguerta's end. And I think, you know, he's gonna he's gonna take that hard. Her death. He was married to her, and he still loved her. So, you know, that's gonna that could be a catalyst for, you know, a Batista uh, Dexter, um, you know, uh, battle there in the final season. And uh, real quickly, if anyone is on uh, Block Talk Radio. Um, listening to the show, um, if you um, open up your chat room or uh, hit refresh, and the chat, the flash chat will be there. And if you have any questions, uh, just text me the questions. You can do that as well, and um, we will answer them. Um, but uh, I just wanted that to be. If your chat room is not open, you might just need to refresh the screen, and um, and then the chat room should be at the bottom of the of the screen. But um, um, I don't know. That's something to think about. It's probably not going to go that route, but you know, it'd be interesting. Um, 
I know one thing that we talked about when we were crafting this podcast was that we were going to wait until before the show to kind of talk about how we think it's going to end. So, uh, um, so we will just so people will know, we're not going to go into the how we think it's going to finally end. But we'll what we can we will talk about is where we think the show is going in the next um, the next uh, season. But we won't get to the final part. So, um, um, anything else that you you um, notice by the the final scenes or whatnot that makes you just you know w- you know think about uh, where the show might be going. I think that final scene of Deb and Dex showing up at the party. You know, you have Dexter's voiceover. It it really cut loose that entire season. So, you know, it, it, it let me know that there's going to be repercussions in the next season, but that that season in and of itself was bookended. It was put to bed. It was a great ending. Uh, all the way uh, down to that final shot at um, Batista's restaurant. I, I couldn't sing the praises of it high enough. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to uh, what the possibilities are there. Um, with that. Excuse me. All right. So uh, one thing also too that we uh, teased about the um, you know uh, that we were going to talk about on the show was we're going to kind of get into the origins of the show and uh, you know the the book that it came from and uh, the book series that it came from. But I think before we do that, we should talk about how we first found out about the show. So um, I think um, we'll start with you, Josh. What, uh, how did Dexter come to you? Well, like most things, I started watching Dexter because of one man, <laughs> and that is Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, you know I'm an avid podcast listener. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big Kevin Smith fan, and on I believe it was uh, one of the earlier episodes of his Smodcast. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I'd heard of it. Um, before it even aired, you know, someone was like, uh, you know, Showtime's going to have the show of a serial killer who only kills bad people. I was like, okay, that's interesting, but I don't have Showtime, so, you know, whatever. But when Kevin Smith was, uh, was like... You know, Dexter's just just amazing show. It's so well written. I, you know, that caught my ear, and I tuned in, and had, haven't tuned out since. Dexter, I I have a portrait of uh, Dexter hanging in my uh, office. As a matter <laughs> of fact, with a, you know, it's it's just a picture of Michael C. Hall mm-hmm. in uh, a suit, and he's. Adjusting a tie that is made from uh that looks like police line mm-hmm. so yeah, 
uh, Kevin Smith brought me into Dexter. That's that's how I got into it. How about you, Kente? Um, the way that the the show came to me was I'd heard about the material before, and uh, I, I saw promos for the show. Um, wasn't you know I was like oh that's that guy from Six Feet Under I never watched Six Feet Under but I always knew about him being on it uh, Michael C Hall and um, so the show had went through you know most of the season and my sister um, my sister Melanie um, told me oh you gotta watch this show it's called Dexter and which is weird coming from my sister because she doesn't like like horror and stuff like that and but she was like this show is very very good you know. And I was like, um, okay, you know, I'll, uh, you know, uh, check it out. But I never, I didn't. And then I was watching the Laker game, and the then coach Phil Jackson was saying before the game, on uh, he was being interviewed, and he was saying how he couldn't wait for the season finale of Dexter. And I was like, what? You know, I keep hearing, you know, you keep hearing Dexter, Dexter, Dexter. So I went and I watched all the first season. And I was hooked, and I was ready to watch the finale when it aired. And after ever since then, I've been hooked to the show. It's a tremendous show, and it's very well done. But that, I got to say, uh-huh. um, there are a lot of local cable companies that don't care for me because uh, my Showtime subscription usually only runs from September to December. Uh-huh. Or, or, or if I. Um, get a new service, I make sure it's around that time because they offer that three-month package. <laughs> All right. So um, now, uh, actually, while we've been talking, I, I was looking up some information about Dexter, and I and uh, there's actually an a airing date of the brand-new season, and it will surprise people when the – the uh, new air date for the uh, final season is. And I, I think what we'll do is we'll save that for the bottom, the end of the show, but I think it'll surprise people when um, that uh, the final date for the uh, season eight premiere will be. And there, you know, there actually, believe it or not, there's some talk that this could not, <laughs> this may actually not be the last season. So, <laughs> Uh, because the season finale was like one of the highest uh, rated episodes ever. So, uh, you know, uh, we may not be talking about the final season of Dexter, which, uh, you know, obviously we didn't know that before we started the show tonight, <laughs> but uh, it's not confirmed yet. But uh, which I, I don't know how was, to take that. I know, right? <laughs> I just, you know, was reading it. It's a credible, very credible source. So, um, but, um, you know, but we will treat it as this is going to be the final season. But the the um, the date that uh, Dexter is slated to come back is going to su- surprise uh, listeners um, to this podcast. So anyway, so um, let's talk about uh, the um, the origins of the, the series. Um, the Dexter is based on a novel series, uh, Darkly Dreaming Dexter, and it's uh, written by Jeff Lindsay. Um, Had you ever heard of uh, this writer or the series? No, not at all. Not until the show. 
Yeah, um, I was I vaguely heard about it. Uh, I remember there was a a young lady who used to read the books. Boy, this was before the series, and um, you know I I didn't really know nothing about it at all. And um, so uh, when the series came out, I wanted to know much more about the novels, and I hadn't had a chance to read the novels yet. And with the show ending um, possibly uh, this year, um, it's gonna lead me to finally reading the books. Uh now from what I what I've been able to surmise is that the only the first season is technically really based from the book series. Um the first season plays just like uh the book. Okay? Um, you know, with the ice truck killer and, and whatnot and it's very much crafted from the novel. They took the split from the novels um, in every other season, you know. So only themes, major themes that are in the other books, are really in in um, the rest of the the seasons of Dexter. Now, what do you think about that uh, um, that notion of using using the uh, the book? You know, only for the first season and going its own way. I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, by the way, uh, if if I sound a little hoarse, I, I apologize. I'm, I have a slight cold. Um, but no, it, that's a, the same thing they're doing with The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon. It's um, fact. In fact, it's quite common to to take something that has um original material uh in another form and reworking it for a new medium in fact the hitchhiker's guide does that every time that it's translated into something new i think it's actually helping uh the seasons as uh, they progress to not have to worry about you know, what sort I'm looking for? Uh, loyally uh, rewriting a book as a TV series right. to be able to put your ideas forth rather than just copy somebody else's. Right. Do you think it's uh Do you think it's hindered uh, the seasons in any way? The show? I don't. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think that. The great thing, okay, my thing is this. A lot of times, and I've talked about this on other podcasts and whatnot, is that you have people who who um, they want a port, essentially, of the book into a TV show or a movie, where it's essentially the very same thing, but it's just in the visual form. My thing is this. Read the freaking book. You know, I yep. mean... I don't believe in, you know, a director or, a, you know, a writer-director, he doesn't want to just do the same thing that is, known, you know, that, um, you know, he wants to bring his own sensibilities to the, uh, to the, uh, a piece of work. He don't want to just copy the same thing unless, you know, he's not that creative. So I like the idea of the book is one, is one entity and the movie is something else. I remember that, uh, uh, Michael Crichton, um, when they asked him about Jurassic Park, the movie, and he says, I don't think of Jurassic Park, the movie, as my material. I think of, 
you know, I wrote the book. Steven Spielberg did the movie. You know, he, but he was a filmmaker in himself, so he really understood. You know, he was a director as well, so he understood that. Whereas a lot of uh, authors and a lot of fans of books, they don't have that same thing. Now, there are instances where, you know, it's so completely unrecognizable uh, for the material where it's like, okay, why did they even use the book, <laughs> you know, as a, you know, just for the name or something? Like, like uh, The Running Man? <laughs> the Running Man. Uh, there's, you know, there's a couple of things. Uh, I know a lot of people were pissed about the Born Identity uh, because the Born Identity, a lot of it is very different from the books. Actually, beyond the first movie slash book, every single book, every every single movie has the same title as the book, but almost a completely different storyline. So you know, it's just they're just using the titles, uh, and some of the James Bond material too is very different from the actual book. But if you actually read the contents or know the contents of each book, they don't translate that well to cinema. You know. You know, uh, this is this is a message for any Dexter novel purists um, to to compare. I'm, I'm just gonna say it's apples to apples. Uh, have you read Stephen King's It? Yes. Have you seen the movie? Yep, I remember. Yeah, I've seen the movie. I know it was made for TV, so they couldn't, you know, do a whole lot. I would have liked, um, you know, to to have a bit more uh, of uh, content from the book, but it uh, would never ever have a Peter Jackson like faithful adaptation. For one very, very important reason. Do you know what that is? What's that? If you've read the book, you understand what I mean. But child pornography is illegal, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, so, uh, you know, just putting it out there. Sometimes something that's in a book should stay in a book if it even should be there at all. Just just putting it out there. <laughs> and you know, another thing too is uh um there's the the book uh Flowers in the Attic and I remember when they were uh, My wife loves that movie. <laughs> well, it's funny, the director of the movie hated it. And um you know here's a did you know did you know that they brought in Wes Craven to write the original script for the movie? They uh to do the adaptation. And uh, apparently, it was a very faithful to the book, and um, the um, the studio said, "Hell no!" <laughs> so, so they didn't use his script, but I believe they used his ending, uh, but they didn't use the rest of the script. And you know, there's a lot of controversial um, material in that. It's, it deals a lot with incest and of, of minors as well in in uh, um, in the book. And when I say minors, I mean uh, young people, not you know, coal miners. Not not like those people in Chile. No, not Chilean miners. <laughs> you can show Chile, you can show the, those miners getting it on, but not uh, young people. Either way, I'm not sure you'd want to. <laughs> right. So, back to the subject at hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we talked about. Uh, let's see. So far, go down the checklist. The ending. Mm-hmm. What brought us to Dexter? Uh, we we mentioned the books. 
now let's let's really get into the meat and potatoes let's let's tell people about season one episode right. one let's tell them about the introduction of dexter well one thing that i in, that made got my attention was his first victim they did a great job of him his first victim being someone you can't make an argument for him not killing and he was a child molester and so you're like get him you know from the beginning you know cuz you know what what what's uh, i can't think of anything worse than an actual you know than a child molester you know what i mean so they did a great job of establishing that uh you know this is he kills people that you want dead for the most part so i thought that I was i think a- that that set the tone for the character for the series for everything that right. way when um things did go off a little bit it was surprising right so we 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 get introduced to Dexter this guy he kills people bad people people you hate but we also get introduced to our um I even hate to say call them secondary characters because this entire cast is such an important part of the show. I mean, at the time we didn't know it, mm-hmm. but each character would be developed so fully. We go to what was it the the first the first scene was the motel, right? First dead hooker. Yes. Uh, Dexter gets called out to a uh, crime scene. A hooker was murdered and dismembered. Kind of fits his M.O. Except there was something strange about this case. And that is when Dexter showed up, you know, he was asked, why are you here? He's like, uh, you know, chopped up body. I'm a blood analyst, uh, spider analyst, you know. I'm supposed to be here. It's my job, you know. Definitely not verbatim, but that was the gist. Mm-hmm. And then someone tells him, but there's no blood. And this just, you see it in his eyes. He's like, what? Yeah, like, turn on by it. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you have a chopped up body with no blood? And this is coming from someone that, you know, does it. He He, he, he was in awe of uh, whoever did it. Their their craftsmanship, it it it's not just something he does. It is something he has a passion for. It would be like, um, say Tom Brady, if if it came out he was a big Dan Marino fan, and he's like, well, I always wanted to know how to throw that tight spiral, so I watched the footage over and over and over. Dexter takes that much passion into his extracurricular activities and. When he sees something in his day job that that carries over, it's almost hard to hide. Yeah, it's funny how no one really seems to catch on to that. That uh, you know the way he gets almost turned on by these crime scenes, except for our main man Dokes. <laughs> so, Sergeant Dokes. That's right. Surprise, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> 
so you know, so at this point you're like, Okay, this is odd. You know, <laughs> it's like, all right, you know. But you're watching, yeah. checking it out, you know. But you know, it's kinda 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 weird here, you know, the blood and the stuff. This is different, especially for a television show. But one thing also today got me was uh there was a there's a humor to the show, uh, albeit a dark humor, but you know, it it's funny at times. Yeah. And especially when you hear what's going on in Dexter's head. He has some of the greatest, you know, lines, you know, uh that you know, what he's really thinking at the time. And um so, you know, he, he, there's a lot of that that's going on. We're introduced to his sister Deb, who uh is at this point is working vice as a uh going undercover as a uh prostitute. And that girl is so skinny <laughs> you know, she. I mean, yeah. So, I, don't, I I've got nothing against uh, Jennifer Carpenter, but um, a, a hooker. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Would you throw your money down? I'll, I'll just put it to you like that. Would you throw your money down? Uh, for a Jennifer Car- Carpenter? Uh, no, I wouldn't. No, I mean, you know. I think she's pretty, but nah, I ain't, I ain't paying money. <laughs> Although she she did look like a hard up hooker, I'll, I'll give her that much. <laughs> but yeah, she she was um, uh, doing the undercover hooker thing, um, and since she was on the streets, she kind of had a personal interest in the fact that these girls are winding up dead. Mm-hmm. Because she, uh, you know, she cared about them. She's with them every night, you know, uh, doing her bus. And some of these hookers she cared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of pretty woman stuff going on. No, not really, but you know, <laughs> she she helped whenever she thought she could help. But um, her her dream was not to be an undercover hooker, or is it a hooker undercover? No, I think you got it right the first time. Well, I think most hookers they work undercover, right? Well, undercovers. Kind of undercovers. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she wanted to be on uh, the homicide unit, mm-hmm. just like you know, you know, like her father, right? Right. Detective. And she would go to Dexter and uh, not really grill him, you know, for information, but she would talk her way into um, into the investigation, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And ask him for just a little tidbit that she can present and, you know catch the ear of the higher ups because she was very uh what's that word about people that want to move forward that I'm not um I'm sorry I don't have a th- thesaurus on me <laughs> Do I say that again? What, that word for people that want to move higher up than they are. She has um 
she aspires to uh, get to the top. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> ambition. That's ambition. It. There you go. Ambition. She has ambition to be more of a cop than anybody. She wants to be top of money. She wants to have that job. And to do that, she needs her brother's help, who, you know, for some strange reason, has some really clear insight into a killer's mind. So what did you think about Deb when you first saw her? You know, I mean, after all, her her language is uh, not quite Queen's English. It's it's more um, Brooklyn profanglish. Queens. <laughs> Brooklyn Queens. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, you know, first thing I thought she needed to eat a couple of pork chops, <laughs> and then also I, you know, I, you know, I was like, wow, you know, she really can string together some profanity there. You know, I think it'd make uh, Samuel Jackson blush. Um, Holy fuck balls, Dex. Yeah, she said. What did she say? Uh, what's the one? It's a metric fuck ton. <laughs> was one of her her uh, lines that I even use today. So if anyone hears me say metric fuck ton, that comes from the beautiful mouth of Jennifer Carpenter, aka Deborah Morgan. But uh, um, you know, one thing I noticed though was the dynamic that they had, uh, Dexter and and Deborah, and you know, so she made me you know, really interested in, in, in her character and the fact that she cared so much for those girls that a lot of, you know, the people higher ups didn't seem to really care that much for. So, you know, yeah, she everyone made, kept telling her that they're just hookers. Right. You know, almost like they're roaches or something, you know, um, you know, hookers bleed too. So, you know, which is, uh, her mantra, I guess. But, um, and it's usually a uh, vacation day. <laughs> So, so um, it depends. <laughs> but uh, oh man, I think we're they're gonna uh, snatch us off of Black Talk Radio. But um, so yeah, I, I was really interested in her character, and uh, and the the um, also the other thing was that you know they did an interesting thing on the show. At first, you got the scenes from Harry as flashbacks. You know, Harry uh, being um, Deb's father, uh, uh, Dexter's adopted father. Or we'll just call him his father. And um, right. And uh, so you got to see, at first, you saw Dexter as a young boy. You had that real awkward-looking kid, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And then after the first season, the second season, they made him more of a kind of a I don't say a, kind of the the guy whispering over his shoulder. Um, you know, they changed that dynamic, which I like better that way than uh, the way they did in the first season as a bunch of flashbacks. Um, but then you also really saw how their family dynamic was when they were young. That you know that kind of inf- informed us how their relationship is now. And one thing that we saw was that he was—he seemed to spend way more time with Dexter. Now, he was doing it for a special reason, but as far as his sister knew, is wow, you showing Dexter more attention than me. I'm your, you know, I'm your daughter, you know. And she kind of had that. 
that resentment a little bit towards Dexter. You know? I mean, did you did you see yeah. that? Yeah, you know, you you, I you, thought, you smelled it. It you know, when they when they did the flashbacks, you could see it there, but as an adult, there was there was in my opinion nothing that said, you know, daddy loved you more. Um and we do know that um because of this relationship it uh reinforced Deb's wanting of uh, uh, being a police officer. Right. Uh, everything she did in her career, she you know, she, you know, it's not like she'd be like, you know, I do everything because I want to be like daddy, but you know, let's face it, that's that's what she's doing. She wants to be a cop. She wants to be like her dad. Right. And she obviously didn't know the dynamic of uh, Dexter as well as, uh, you know, with, with, you know, with her and her father, uh, you know, because they spent all that time together. But it was basically to keep him from being, you know, the son of Sam or, you know, or, uh, you know, a Ted Bundy or something like that. Right. But um, oh, and I just want to say also, too, we don't have we have about 14 minutes left. But uh, if you want to call in. Uh, please do so at uh, area code 347-326-9541. Once again, that's area code 347-326-9541. And if you're on Blog Talk Radio and you see the page, I believe there's a button you can hit, and uh, it will directly call into the show via Skype. So you can you can call in. Uh, just dial in the number. And remember to hit one to put you in the queue. Or you can text us in the flash chat room, which is on the page. All right. So, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, mm-hmm. they won't, they won't even have to miss any of the show to do it, right? They will not. They you will still hear the show while you're on hold. You know, because there's a slight delay that you guys have, but when you call in, you actually hear the hear the show with no delay. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know if that can be a good thing or. <laughs> Do we have somebody manning the button? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I got the button. So Okay. Uh, so um now Harry, the the flashbacks with Harry, um what did you think? Of what specifically? Uh I mean what did you think about uh um first of all Harry and his decision to how he dealt with Dexter? Um, first and and then the actor um, James uh, Remar who plays plays the character as well his portrayal of him. Well, I have to say um, I will always consider him Harry. No matter what he does, he's he's always going to be Harry. But the flashbacks, it it was okay. Say. Um, uh, Greg Brady was going to be doing this, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was going to be a killer. Mm-hmm. I think um, his dad would be just like Harry. Harry, he he wasn't one to beat around the bush, mind you, but he was also always... Well, not 100 percent, but he he was very calm with dealing with Dexter. You know, he he would um, raise his voice when he needed to, but uh, say the dog, 
Mm-hmm. You know, remember when they were talking about the dog? Right. Uh, the Dexter killed? Mm-hmm. He's like, you, you know, you can't do that. And then followed by, you know, here's why you can't do that. He was very comforting. Which is, I think, when he decided, uh, there's no stop in this train. Let's see if we can get it on the right track. And I, I, Harry, we named the show after him. So, so integral, especially those flashbacks when we see how he uh, tries to nurture a young Dexter. And although sometimes it seemed like Deb was put on the back burner, uh, we at least knew why. And I think that made him a hell of a dad. <laughs> I know it's weird to say, you know, I'm going to teach you how to kill the right people. Whoa, there's father of the year right there. <laughs> how about you? Did the flashbacks do it for you? You know, it's funny. I don't. I normally don't love flashbacks, you know, on on a show. It depends on what the show. You know, I like the uh, show like Lost or there's some other shows that I like the flashbacks on. But, uh, you know, I got I did get kind of tired of the, the Dexter flashbacks after a while. And it kind of was like, I kind of was like, oh, man, is this how the whole show is going to be? And when they changed the, the way, when they changed it to the way that they do it now, it was, so, you know, so much better because... You know, I, I rather, you know, unless the story, the the flashbacks really push the A story, it's almost useless, you know, to me for that. Which they did for the most part. They did push the uh, A story, but um, I didn't I didn't care for a lot of the flashbacks. But you know, I like James Remar, you know, and I liked uh, you know the the relationship with Harry. He had, you know, the great thing about James Remar is of all the people on Dexter outside of Michael C. Hall, he had the greatest job security because he's already dead on the show. So you know he can't get get killed off the show and be off the show, right? As long as uh, as long as Dexter's on the show alive, right? Uh, he's always going to be on the show, right? Well, there were a couple of episodes where it looked like things might get. Uh... A little change up, mm-hmm. but that that comes later. Yeah, but for the most part, I mean, you know, unless he, you know, I think he told him to shoo away once, and he wasn't on there for a while. But then, you know, you know, you can't you can't stop dead dad. Dead dad is always no. going to be there, you know. So, yeah, Bill Cosby proved that. That goes dad, right? <laughs> right, you know. uh you would think also, isn't there better things to do in afterlife than hang out with your son that's still alive? Well, in one way, uh, you have to look at it and be like, he's um, he's responsible for what Dexter has become. So he has no choice but to deliver his guidance and just make sure things uh, go according to uh, not necessarily plan, but go the way he wanted them to go, mm-hmm. as far as the way Dexter led his life. On the other hand, you have to say, you know, 
there aren't really any ghosts on the show. Right, right. It's more of what he's thinking his father would say in his head. Right. Um, you know, Pinocchio had what Jiminy Cricket and uh, Dexter has his dead father, you know, for guidance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Luke Skywalker had uh, uh, had Obi-Wan. Actually, right. by the end of uh, Return and, of the Jedi, he had a whole crew of dead people that, you know, yeah. Obi-Wan, I think, what, what was, uh, Anakin was there. Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. He was getting crowded in his so, head. Yeah, yes. Dexter is much like Luke Skywalker in which he <laughs> listens to dead people and cuts people up. <laughs> Dang, I never thought about it like that. See what you learn on this show? <laughs> okay, so I, I think this is a being that there's uh, six minutes left on the show, I think this is probably a good point in which to uh, to uh, stop. So I uh, and then you know I can get to that news that I, I teased earlier. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, it, ooh, I, I I don't know what it is. I'm just super psyched to hear when that start date could be. Oh uh, yeah, you, you will be you'll be uh, surprised by the start date, and this is official by the way. But uh, r- real quick. Um, um, for the next show, I guess we'll we'll go more into um, season one, as well as we're gonna, you know, we'll talk about uh, other characters that were introduced, and then get into the whole arc of the season and to the finale. So the next episode should be very season one centric. So um, you will know Ice Truck Killer very well. Yeah, that'd be a good rap name too, Ice Truck Killer. <laughs> okay, so uh, it, it's uh, on online. I see that the producers of Dexter's are saying, with the success of the seventh season, as well as the the, the huge success, it was the highest rated Dexter episode of all time, season seven finale, that the producers haven't committed totally to making season eight the final season that in fact there is a very good chance it's not set in stone either way there's a very good chance that showtime will actually green light a ninth season now i know for a fact that uh michael c hall is only was uh he signed a two-year deal last year and that's for um season uh seven and eight so i don't know that Michael C. Hall would sign up for a ninth season. So that's, you know, that might be the stickler there. But uh, there is talk that there will be uh, a possible a possible uh, um, ninth season, which, you know, I don't know how to t- take that, to be honest with you. Uh, th- you know, I don't know, you know, I don't really know how to take that. I, I love Dexter, and every season I've enjoyed – but you know, you know this would shows that stay on for too long. You know, it's like a boxer that uh, stays past his prime. You know, <laughs> you know they don't end well for especially long. if, especially if they are saying that, you know, season eight they know how it's going to end. They know how it's all going to end. It would be like, um, remember when they ended Scrubs? Okay, <laughs> and and. The the um, series finale uh, of Scrubs was just so phenomenal 
Okay. And yeah. then, you know, later they're like, okay, it's coming back, and it's like, why? <laughs> well, I think if they're going into the A season, the way that they know it's going to end, we'll go over to the ninth season. <laughs> you know, like I think they're gonna they're gonna change it somehow. I I I'm gonna assume that's what they're gonna do. I, I would hope so. I'd hate to see a plus one season. Or maybe, just maybe, season eight ends with Dexter dying, and then they flash forward to. Um, Dexter's son, Harrison, uh, is now in his 20s, and he's a killer, and Dexter now will take over the Harry role as a ghost, or as a the guy over the shoulder. Hmm. And his half-siblings would possibly play some sort of role. Yeah, see, we should be on the writing team with that. Hmm. Yes, we should. <laughs> yeah, hmm. I'm just throwing it out there, uh, Showtime. You okay, know. okay, though. All right. So we we have to stop teasing and and drop this bomb. Okay, you guys. See, you guys learn a lot from this show, and uh, look at me uh, um, pushing it. Uh, you guys learn a lot from the show, as you will, and uh, we're we're navigating these waters together. And I have found that season eight of Dexter will not be starting in its normal time, which is, uh, I mean, its normal um, uh, start month, which is uh, is uh, September-ish, right? That, in fact, yeah. as of January 12th, it was revealed that Dexter will be starting three months earlier. And will the first episode of season eight will air Sunday, June 30th. What? Yes. June 30th is the season eight premiere. And it will be, you know, the normal 12 season, 12 episode season. <laughs> That's crazy, right? I had to do a double take. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I don't know. It hasn't said what the reasoning for the three-man early start is. But uh, what do you think about that? Dexter in the summer. Dexter in the summer. I thought you were going to say, like, uh, well, it's going to start a week earlier. But no, this is... This is... Wow. <laughs> I know, Anytime right? I don't have to wait a year for Dexter, it's good. Wow. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it when I uh, when I read that, that uh, Dexter is uh, starting um, three months earlier. I mean, I thought it was a misprint. I looked at different sources, and it seems to, it, it's, it was announced that uh, June 30th is the date. Now, Comic-Con is what, July-ish? Right, it's around July, if I'm. If I I'm think not so. Mistaken. So uh, this will be, you know, E3 then Comic Con, right? Right. So you know, I wonder how they're going to navigate that because it'll already be in the season when uh, Comic Con starts. Because you know, usually we'll have like this trailer and all this. So they must be filming it right now, then, or they have to be filming it right now, or they're about to start filming 
It ha- it has to be. Um, I would. You know what I'm gonna try to do for you guys, uh, the listeners, is I'm gonna try to do some research and find out what's the reasoning for the up in the start date of uh, the season eight, and try to find out more information about why. Uh, the, you know uh, about the possibility of season nine, and hopefully I'll have some more concrete news because we I just found this out while we were doing the show. So if you're listening to the show, by the time you may listen to the show, you guys may know more than I know right now. But I'm gonna you know try to find out more information. But you know I don't know what to think about and that. I, uh huh. And I will let him do that. <laughs> I don't know what I really don't know what to think about that. I mean, it's exciting, you know. I hope it doesn't mess with the quality or you know or whatever. But uh, you know, it's it's uh it's great, you know. Dexter in the summer, so um, that's something you know. I guess we'll be starting uh, the show uh, <laughs> earlier, you know, than I anticipated. Maybe they maybe they need some um, authentic Miami winter scenes. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Now, now also too, um, just uh, to get some before we close out the show, um, we have other shows that we do, and we just want to kind of go over the list of the shows and where you can get them and stuff. So, uh, generally on Tuesdays, um, uh, you do a show. The how that you say it and where they can find it. Usually on Tuesdays, I do a little something called the Wingman Show because that is my moniker. I am the Wingman. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, because of uh, location uh, issues, you are in a prison. They yeah. only give you one hour a day to <laughs> to use the internet. That's right, and I I, I use it to talk about Dexter. <laughs> that that really makes the warden jumpy. I tell you that much. So he's using his hour to talk about a serial killer, huh? <laughs> but no, um, right now the Wingman Show is on hiatus. Uh, we're doing some reformatting, um, some exciting news on that front soon. So go to facebook.com slash wingmanjosh, uh, hit like while you're there, why not? And uh, you'll hear it, or at least see uh, any, any updates as far as the Wingman Show goes, it is what I like to call a show that talks about who's doing what in Hollywood, not who's doing who. All right. And also, too, on Wednesdays, there's another show that we're involved with. Go ahead. On Wednesdays. Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, 6.30 Pacific, and, uh, you know, sometime in between if you're in between the coasts. Uh, we do a show called Just Kicking It with Ramsey. It is a show dedicated to uh, bringing you real people and real talk, going over, you know, a multi- multitude of uh, subjects and uh, topics just to get a real perspective on what's going on in the world today. You can find that at Spreaker dot com slash user slash Ramsey R A double M Z double E and you can also find that on Facebook just 
do a little search, just kicking it with Ramsey. All right. And uh, there's two shows that I'm involved with, as well as I'm involved with the uh, the um, Just Kicking It show on Wednesday. But on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, um, I have a show right here on Blog Talk Radio, Indie Showcase Radio. Um, it's called The Spotlight. And basically what The Spotlight is, we, we spotlight people who are involved in some form of entertainment, whether it be animation, uh, voice acting, um, we interview novelists. Uh, we talk about a whole bunch of issues. It's really fun. Uh, Josh was on the season uh, premiere for 2013, season six, and um, you know uh, we have a another really great show planned this Thursday as well. So come down and check it out on Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. That's with uh, Ramsey as well as Chris Tioxis. And on Friday we'll be debuting a brand new show. Um, right here on Blog Talk Radio at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And that name of that show is called Talking Walkers, The Walking Dead Podcast with uh, Bahia and and myself. And we will be talking about The Walking Dead uh, television show, getting you guys ready for the new season that starts February 10th. Um, we'll have uh, guests on the show. We'll talk, you know, about a, a bunch of issues and um, it should be a very good show. Our first episode will be this Friday right here on Blog Talk Radio at Indie Showcase Radio. Um, if you want to know any more information about uh, any of the shows that um, that we we do, you can go to IndieIndyShowcase.org. There's information there about uh, all these shows as well as where, where can they go to find out about the, your shows? I recommend going to www. Even though in this day and age that might be a little redundant, uh, SpikesHillProduction.com. Um, you'll find out a lot of information about, uh, especially just kicking it, as well as uh, some links to some other interesting things. All right. Well, with that. With that being said, uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next week um, for the the continuation of uh, season one recap of Dexter. So uh, see you next week.